Hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, this is a podcast. You're what's good, folks. I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of This A Podcast. This is the show where I, Mech Show, sit down with some of the most talented, hardworking, forward-thinking individuals that I know across all kinds of different industries. Um, I know people in music, arts, sciences, business. Um, I like to sit down with these people and just uh, get a really good understanding of how they got so good at what they do, how they maintain um, their skills, not even just maintain, but also improve upon their skills in their career and in their personal lives. Um, A little bit more about me. I am a content creator and I also run a family business uh, full time. Uh, Those are the two things that I do literally seven days a week. Um, 24 hours a day. So within that, I like to talk about a lot of business building, um, personal development, growth, things like that. Uh, So that's usually the scope or the frame of the conversation. But, you know, these things tend to go anywhere. Uh, As a content creator, I produce this podcast. I also produce a few other podcasts that you can find on itsnation.com and not just podcasts, web shows. We got something for everybody, man. If you're into sports, we got Sporty Life TV, web series hosted by my homies, Surgeon Theo Kona, who are uh, football coaches at John F. Kennedy High School. We also have a podcast called The Final Third, hosted by my boy Phil Nana, who is also a head coach, but at uh, Montgomery College, he coaches the uh, he's the head coach of the women's soccer team there. We also got the Bounce Back podcast, hosted by my girl Maylise Middig. She is a yoga instructor, and her podcast is all about using yoga as a tool for um, resiliency and bouncing back. So she's talking to yoga instructors. She's talking to yogis. She's even talking to just everyday people who are committed to the yoga lifestyle. So that's dope. We got Live from the Back Seat hosted by my girl, Simone Mitchum, um, another talented individual on the team. So yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of things going on on itsnation.com. So definitely check that out. And also, if you, yes, you listening are interested in starting a podcast or have had ideas for a podcast but don't know where to start, uh, reach out to me, man. I'm always down to help people get their thing off the ground. Um, this a podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me there and we can, you know what I'm saying, definitely get the wheels in motion for all that. But um, yeah, definitely after this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Listen to this first and then go ahead and step on over to isnation.com and see what else we got going on over there. I got Jade Omari on tap today. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you for coming through. I appreciate um, you for having me. Made it through the hangovers and all of that type of stuff. We're going <laughs> to rock this one out. Um, yeah, man, real quick before we get into it, let people know who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, for those of you that don't know, I go by the name of Jade Omari. Uh, I'm an artist from Maryland. I've been doing music for a good six, seven years now. Um, and I just started taking it serious as a career probably really? like two or three years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, because I used to do it for fun at yeah, first. Yeah. But then after that, I was just like, you know, this is maybe it could take me somewhere. That's right? interesting. Um, I kind of want to start there. Like what... What was it that made you think that? Like, what was the shift that made you take it from hobby to let me take this seriously? I guess it was the feedback I was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I started hearing the the switch of how music was when I was growing up to what it's becoming now. 
and I felt like music was kind of losing, not its value, but I just felt like it wasn't really, like as far as the industry goes from how it started out until how it is now, it's not as difficult to get into it as it used to be. Like you could do one hit wonder shit and blow up and stuff. So I feel like the quality of the industry is not as great as it used to be. Just like based it, you off can of, do one hit wonder shit now? What you know what mean? you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying like basically what made me want to do it is because I, from the music that I used to listen to to the music that's here now, I felt like the industry was losing its quality mm -hmm. of art. Mm -hmm. Even because they're just signing anybody that yeah, has numbers. Yeah, okay, it's not yeah. about the talent anymore. That. It's I about the numbers. 100%. So that also played a role in me saying like, okay, maybe I could help, I guess, bring a little bit of real music back. For sure. Just based off of the feedback I was getting. Yeah. So. And I feel that because um, as I was starting to do just a little bit of research on you and stuff like that, I was mm -hmm. definitely digging into your music catalog. And that's kind of something that I felt, you know what I'm saying? I told you a little bit earlier that. I feel like your music really has substance behind it. You know what I mean? And yeah. what's crazy is um, there was one joke. I think it's called Upside Down. Yeah. Dog. I heard that song and <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like I, it put me back into a place. You feel me? Like, really? It, like it made me emotionally like go back to a time. You know what I mean? That song was very hard. It was I mean? difficult. Like, cause I had to channel a whole rack of like emotions that I was dealing with and like yeah. not be too emotional on the mm -hmm. track, but more so where like the point could get across and then also people could relate to it. And yeah. that's, and that is very interesting that you say that because I feel like that's something that I notice about your music. It's like you, it seems to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but it mm -hmm. seems like that's how you go through your emotions is like making, like you go through it through making the music. Is that, yeah. is that accurate? Music has become my diary. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. For so sure. it's like. That's why I guess you could say I'm really transparent mm -hmm. when it comes to the music. If nobody knows who I am, all you got to do is listen to my music and for you sure. can tell like half of my story. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And I feel like, well, I, I kind of want to go back a little bit. Go ahead. Um, if we go back to your childhood, like elementary school, mm -hmm. what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Honestly, uh, I did want to do music, but I never like I kind of fell out of it because I've always been creative ever since I was elementary school. I was really good at poetry. Then I was in a group. Uh, it was like a thing that the school had. It was like a, what are those things called? Like they have chorus, but it's like a. a, it's a uh, what's that shit called? Um, it's not drama club. It's right. Like. Uh, well, let's just say it was a program. Okay. So there was a program called Colors and Chorus, mm -hmm. and basically they would dance and stuff, but they would also sing. So like we would go perform at other schools and stuff like that. We'd perform at Northwestern High School, stuff like that, and it felt like damn this is fun i really like this but then i grew out of it and i guess that's where like me now i have like those shy moments because if i would have stayed in it i feel like if i stayed in it at that age and grew into it i'd probably be 10 times you'd be flexing that performance muscle right like exactly. it's crazy because like all that shit is is just rep repetition exactly like, you never you, re you never really lose the nerves it's just that you get used to the nerves the more you do it there you know you what go. i mean yeah and i still haven't got used to the nerves because mm -hmm. because of the fact that i'm so shy or so mm -hmm. nervous or whatever i guess it kind of like it's that saying that I think Kanye said he was like, people are so scared to fail that they don't even try. Like Facts. sometimes the fear could be that paralyzing, mm -hmm. but then it's just like, it's either you do it and maybe fail or you're going to just automatically fail by not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about that too is that I feel like once you, there's, there's no ducking failing. You know what I'm saying? There's no ducking failing. Not at all. You feel me? So it's once predictable. It, yeah, but the thing is to me, it's like, 
the people who become successful are the ones who are not scared of failing so that they, they yeah. just put themselves out on the line all the time yeah. until eventually someone's like oh no this person's not shit like you know mm-hmm. or not even that they're not shit like right. they they're not they're not scared and they give their gift an opportunity to be seen you know what i'm saying like Facts. if you don't if no one knows you have a gift because you're too scared to go out there and put it in front of people then what do you, you know, nothing's going to happen for you you know what i'm saying so it's like right. you kind of take yourself out the game before the game's even started mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, and that's so what that's I had very, to like yeah. tell myself because I was one of those people that was so scared I didn't want to try because I didn't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. Didn't want to, you know, fall on stage or just so something reasons, dumb man. get booed yeah. off stage. But then I have to remind myself, okay, Eminem got booed off stage and he's like one of the greatest rappers. Yeah. Beyonce fell. Like, so mm-hmm. it was just like the greatest have still. It's part of it. Like, right. once you realize that it's part of it, it kind of changes. That's kind of. That happened to me. Like, I had right. to realize that failure is just part of what I'm trying to do. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's, what gets you where you want to go is just the continuous movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's like forward or backward, honestly. It's just that the fact that you're moving, yeah. people see that you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's that gets lost. You know what I mean? People don't realize that um, the success really only comes in just like the movement, the doing, the just people have to know that you do the thing. You know what right. I mean? Whether you do it well or whether you do it They just got to know. Like, you know what I mean? It's going gonna, it's gonna to play out over time, but if no one knows, then it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Right. But let's, okay, so going back um, in elementary school, so did you think you were going to be a singer, performer type thing doing that colors program? Like what, what were you doing it for? I guess I just liked... Cause I always like I thought I was I swore I was a break dancer when I was younger. Yeah, it was funny as shit. Yeah. And I hung around people like that would do it. on the yeah. floor type shit. Yeah. So it's like I couldn't never do flips or nothing like yeah, that. Yeah. But like I used to move a little bit. So I felt like that was like a cool thing because it was like a group thing that mm-hmm. we were doing, you know. And then when I got older and like middle school and high school hit, they didn't have that program anymore because I moved. So it's like there wasn't anything else musically intriguing to me at mm-hmm. that time so i kind of just strayed away from it and then years and years passed and then i dropped out of school uh and then i got my heart broken like really bad and then i noticed like you know i was good at poetry so i'm just like let me try to write a song because it's basically poetry on a beat mm-hmm. and that's when i started writing music and like at what point in your life was this in like high school college time like or age wise like- i was 17 okay when i wrote my first song 18 when i first recorded it Mm -hmm. and then from there i started going to the studio more and like actually recording with professionals and stuff and that's like i guess where i was in the process of finding my sound Mm because i didn't find my sound yet yeah like i had a sound but it was just like you still don't know what direction she could take it and it's like now i have my sound but I don't have a sound. Mm-hmm. And then that's my like sound. That's your sound. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's versatile. I don't have a sound. That's yeah, my for sound. Sure. And what's very interesting too, and that's a very another interesting point. I think what we tend to do with artists, you know what I'm saying, especially musicians, is mm-hmm. try to figure out what box to put them in. You exactly. know what I mean? And it's like, like who is this even... person? Like what like you know what I mean? Like it's like that no, we gotta put them in the A box. Exactly. What box is and it? It's you, know like, what you, mean? Don't it's like, you don't have to put them in a to. box. Why don't you just create a lane where yeah. there's no lane? That's and cause that and the thing that blows me about that mm-hmm. is that people stop appreciating the music that you're actually making. Exactly. They're like, oh, it doesn't like it doesn't sound like her last album. It doesn't sound like your last. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, it sounds too much. Like it's just like right. dog. Like if I wanted to talk ratchet shit on this song, I can like let me do that. Right. That's my this can. is creativity. Right. Like, and then what are there'll we be people here? like there's been situations like I've had to tell like even like some of my friends, but not in a bad way. But like I'll make a fire song that I did it because it was just a heat of the moment type mm-hmm. of thing. Like fuck it, but. 
I would probably never make another song like that. They're like, bro, make it, put it out. Blah, blah. I'm like, you don't understand. If I put this out and they like it, they're going to want more, more shit that. like yeah, that. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to force myself mm-hmm. to sound like that almost all the time. Because if that's what they bite out of everything else that I've made, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to have to stick with in yeah. order to be relevant. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I want them to eat all this shit first and then be like, oh, she do this too? Bet. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, you know. Nah, that's very interesting. Um, you You mentioned heartbreak mm-hmm. and if you don't mind i want to go a little bit because <laughs> go honestly because like i i think it's a very like pain is like a very Common. important part of the process you yeah. feel me and i think it's it, i really think it's the beginning of a lot of people's uh processes it is. Uh, you mentioned it was kind of the beginning of yours i know anyone that knows my story i talk about it all the time heartbreak <laughs> is what brought me to the to even like start creating content right. start doing what i'm doing you know what i mean And so I kind of want to know and just, you know, go as deep as you want to. But like what were like how? Okay, my question is, Mm -hmm. how did you dig yourself out of being in a very, very, very low state? Uh, It wasn't easy at first. I'll say that like I was going out, staying out late, doing drugs, like drinking, not eating because I was so depressed. So I was distracting myself at first. And then when I started realizing that that wasn't the best coping mechanism i tried to find something a little bit more healthier and creative which is why i got into music but it definitely was not easy did you like literally tell yourself like what i'm doing isn't serving me let me do something else like you know what i mean i had other people tell me because it's like i was so in my pain that i didn't really care about anything not even myself like i just it was like a routine thing i woke up Went to work, smoked a shit ton, go out and party so I could distract myself and think about it, go to sleep, repeat. And then, like, I started losing weight, getting bags in my eyes, just like how I put in the song. Like, I was really looking sick and I didn't notice that that I was because I wasn't really paying attention because I didn't care. And then, like, my sister was crying to me one day. Like, she wrote to me and, like, what she said to me kind of really hit home. And then my mom at that time, I was living with her and and I was in the basement and I came home late one day and she was like, she had to talk with me and she was just like, you need to get it the fuck together. Like, look at you. Like, you're fucking losing weight. You can barely see you type of thing. And I was just like, that's when I had to really check myself and be like, all right, you're never going to hear the end of it, number one. So you got to do something. But then it was just like, the other person didn't give a fuck. They're not in the state of mind that I'm in. They're not drinking their self to forget about you. They're not fucking crying or skipping meals. They're doing fine. You get me? They don't give a fuck. So it's like, why tear yourself down or why let yourself sink that low for someone that doesn't care? And I think that's where the harsh reality hidden was for me to admit that they didn't care, which at first was painful, but it was kind of like a fuel to get over it because it's like, they don't care. Why should I type of thing? Yeah. So I think it starts uh, off masking it until yeah. you actually believe that you don't care anymore. Yeah. That's crazy, man, because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You <laughs> know what sucks. I mean? It's it's very interesting when um you kind of take a step back and realize that you're only hurting yourself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like no one else is hurt by the situation right. but you. So like what at the least fuck not are you doing? Hurt at the level of intensity that you Yeah, at. for sure. You so know what I'm saying? Like, like it's yeah, man, it's really crazy. So, okay. When you kind of realize you're at that lowest moments, what are some things that start to 
what's like the light at the end of the tunnel that you start to see that kind of like it's like okay let, let me get started on turning this shit around or what are you even going towards if you can think about it like what were you trying to aim towards as far as like positive uh i wanted to be happy again that's one thing but i think another thing that helped was meeting new people that if i told them the story you know, they'd give me good advice, not just the advice that your friends are like, man, fuck that bitch or fuck them. Yeah, like, yeah, let's get yeah. turned up. Like, that's not what I really want to yeah. hear. Because what's interesting is like when you are going out, just like hanging out with your friends in that moment when you're trying to just forget about it. That's right. kind of what the narrative is. Like, exactly. oh, don't get another girl. It's not necessarily their fault because they're trying to help trying you. To but help, it's, like, it's just like, that's not That's the not the right really way help. that exactly. I need it. Like, exactly. I need y'all to hear me out. I need you to let me, even if you don't want to hear it, like, just let me talk about it. Like, instead of just saying fuck that, because then I have to pretend you don't care. I don't care just so you guys could be okay and have yeah. a good time and it's just like I'm having a shitty time because I'm still thinking facts, about it facts. and I can't tell my friends about it because yeah. you guys are either fucking annoyed or you're just gonna tell me get the fuck over it you, yeah. there's a ton of fish in the sea and it's just like y'all don't get it but it's like people love at different levels so it's like one day they'll feel that mm-hmm. they just probably haven't met that person that makes them feel like That's that yet fact. and That's it's just like I hit that point they didn't so I had to not really blame them for trying to help me in the best way that they knew how, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, if you can think about, um, I guess, if you're getting on the road to recovery in a mm-hmm. sense, you know what I'm saying? What's some of the first things that, I guess the first changes, I guess, if you can think in your life that you start to make to kind of um, dig you out of that? Um, well, I could just say particularly for my journey because everyone's different. I had, like I said, my coping mechanisms weren't healthy and stuff like that. So I started feeling sick so it's like okay, I didn't want to feel sick no more. So had to find healthy distractions. Got a diary, even though that sounds lame as shit. That really does help a fuck ton because, in my opinion, like I said, the point of the diary is one day I might be really pissed off at somebody, and it could be somebody I care about. I'm not gonna sit there and explode on them and then fuck up the relationship as opposed to just let me write all my thoughts out real quick because I might not feel that way tomorrow or a week from now. You know, it might just be me, my ego just creating a scenario that don't even fucking exist. So it's like certain things like that really do help surrounding yourself with people that this is the hard part because nobody wants to admit that they're surrounded by people that are not either beneficial to their growth and stuff like that just because of history that they've had with them. So like I used to have friends that I was friends with for more than five years, six years. And it took me a really long time to realize, even though I already knew that they weren't like my real friends, but we only stayed friends that long because we were friends in high school or middle mm-hmm. school and stuff like that and saw each other every day but when I really sat there was back nothing really behind the yeah friendship. when I <laughs> took myself out of it and I really looked at the friendship from how it started everything that happened in there up until the end I was just like you were never my fucking friend yeah this friend. wasn't really a friendship this you was just were like never two my people friend. that just hung out a lot <laughs> exactly like I was just I was just somebody that I guess you that helped you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. in a way yeah you know but no, nah, I feel that I've I've had I've evaluated some friendships I've had and realized that like, yeah, this wasn't really like a friendship. Like we built a real relationship. This right. was like, you know, Saturday nights we're getting fucked up with each other. Then we're going home or even if we're staying at each other's house, we don't really like it's just we get we do a bunch of unhealthy shit. Right. Together. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm like there's no growth. There's no like want for growth. There's no like caring of like oh right. what are you doing to better your life exactly. here's what i'm doing to better my life there's and the no conversation is the like people that. i would hang about is like y'all would talk about other people's lives and it's just like 
okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're sitting oh, here talking yeah. about them like we're still in high school or yeah. something, like creating drama. Like I was never really with the drama. At a point, because I was around the wrong crowd, mm-hmm. I was. But when I started maturing and getting older, it was like, this is not for me. Like, yeah. how do y'all how do y'all get intrigued by this shit? Why does this excite you? Why does gossip excite you? Why mm-hmm. does like bullshit as drama excite y'all? Yeah. You know, and so I had to start distancing myself, but this is where the problem comes in. When you start cutting them off, they start to like obviously tarnish your name and shit. Try to say you're fake, you're this, you're that. Like they automatically think it's beef just because you don't want to talk to them. No yeah. More. So that also played a big problem in trying to be a better person and not get dragged by the past because they basically try to say you're pretending to be something that you're not. They like they they act like yeah, they know yeah, who yeah, you facts, really are. Facts. But it's like in my mind, it's like I'm trying to not be that person yeah. anymore. And just because you think I'm always be that person doesn't mean that's who the fuck I'm gonna be. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did those things. I said those things, but I am not that person anymore. I grew up, I'm different, like, yeah. and I'm not gonna be defined by that shit. It's very interesting too because I feel like Especially in this day and age, you know what I'm saying, with like social media and the mm-hmm. way that we can go back and see what people have said and done and type of shit like that in the past, we have this kind of like, <clears throat> as a society, as a general mm-hmm. society, there's this like narrative of like, oh, this person said this, this is who they are, like a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, I, because I saw it happen in my life where literally I'm a different nigga than I was like, back then you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so like i know people can change like i, I just they know it is but the world won't let you change the world won't let you sometimes because they're, they they're, just want you to be exactly. not even whether they want you or not they like be like no like i know you from back then that's who you are and right. it's like dog like that's fine i'm not denying that that's who what i, I did was, back then but it's like but like you can't dis you can't disregard like how far i've come you that's know why it's like when i look at the industry this is it doesn't scare me but it's like i don't know if i'm ready just yet to go there just based off the simple fact that I see how hard the artists get critique when they do something. So it's like, for example, like art, like the fans, not even fans, whoever, trolls, let's just say trolls. Trolls will purposely, like if you're doing good as an artist or a famous person, they will literally try to dig up something from your past They'll that you fucked up on, expose it. it and have half of the world fucking condemn you for it and then try to cancel you as if you're not allowed to make a mistake and no longer be that person. It's like, oh, they made this, so like, fuck that. I'm not listening to their music no more. It's just like, and then they want an apology, and then they demand an apology. And then when you give them an apology, they like, this fake ass apology. It's just like, bro, what do you want? (laughs) What do you want? I told you I'm sorry. That's not me anymore, but you want me to be punished for something that is no longer existing in my world. And it's like, it's crazy because like, in a sense, it's like you recognized you were shit. Exactly. You know, it's like that's you've exactly already reconciled where, with that. That's, that's why where the you change changed, came from. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's so wild. You know what I'm saying? But it's also what's crazy, you know what I mean? Is that like, I'm 100% sure if you dug up and like, there's no one out here that's got no skeletons in their closet. Big no, facts. like, that's you know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all probably can, good at like, hiding it. It's, but. The thing is, like, it's crazy because like when you get to a certain level of fame, then people have eyes on you. Mm-hmm. It's the people who have their eyes on you. No one has eyes on them. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like no one's going to dig up your shit because no one cares about you in that right. way. You know what I mean? Right. So it's very, it's just like super hypocritical. Very. You know what I'm saying? It's just super hypocritical. And that's why I'm like, like when I see on social media stuff, half of the time they be like, I guess you could say canceling these artists stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of the people be guilty for the same shit mm-hmm. that they're bitching about. It's just that no one has called them out on it yeah. or no one's dug up their shit. Or that's probably why it goes they're back so to sensitive the, about it. Right. And it goes back to the factor of like the only reason 
you're not getting attacked for it because nobody gives a fuck about who you are. Yeah. Like, nobody gives a fuck about me right now, but I bet you if I get famous or something, mm-hmm. that's when they're going to act like they give a fuck about what I do. And yeah. I'm just like, why didn't y'all... I'm still the same person. Yeah, I yeah. just have more attention now. Treat me the same way. Nah, it's very interesting. And I kind of want to ask you, like... So when you're going through that situation of kind of like uh, switching your friends up and switching yourself up and everything mm-hmm. like that, how do you deal with or how did you deal with? How will you deal with? Because, you know, as you it's a never continue to do it, it's a, ne- exactly. it's a never ending process. You know what I'm saying? How do you deal with the naysayers and the shit talkers and all that shit? Uh, I have to remind myself that everybody can't go. Like, that's a big saying that yeah. they've said, like, if God opens this door for you, like, certain people can't go. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's a They're going to be upset about it. They're not going to understand it. And they're going to, like, I've had multiple people that felt like they shouldn't have got cut off for whatever reasons. But it's like, me, I also, like, lean towards my spiritual side. So if my intuition or my spirit is telling me that you're not it, I have to listen to it. And people don't understand that. So, and they don't respect it either. So they'll literally be upset, try to make it seem like it's a whole other scenario as to why you're cutting them off. And they're never accountable either. So they'll never admit their fuck ups or what they're doing wrong. And if you do point them out, they'll they'll be like, it's not that deep. It's not, yeah. It's, it's not worth getting cut off over. And it's like, you don't see oh the God. severity of it and you don't see the bigger picture, which is why I have to do it now yeah. before it gets worse. And to me, it's like, you don't even need to see. If you don't see it, that's fine. Exactly. But you're asking for an explanation and this is what right. the explanation exactly. is. You know exactly. And it's, it's not like, what you want to hear. Yeah. So I don't know what to it's, tell yeah, you. So it's like, like I could have just like separated myself, but mm-hmm. you're like, why are you separate? And I tell you exactly. why, and then you're offended. But it's mm-hmm. like I didn't have to mm-hmm. tell you. You like I separated already. Like it, the, the separation was inevitable. And then you they always want to say like you're acting different. Like I said, it goes more. So like when I handled it, it wasn't easy at first. I was mm-hmm. giving everybody a response that was coming at me on my phone and stuff like that. Like people would be like, don't respond and stuff yeah, like that. That's me. And I'd be I'm like, the, nah, they got me fucked ignore. up. Like what the fuck? Do you not see what the fuck they just yeah. said? Nah, I'm the type to ignore. Yeah, but. Like, but I feel you though. I it got you. to the point where <clears throat> I started realizing they just wanted a reaction out of me. And if I reacted, I know I was going to react in anger and it was going to give them not proof, but it was going to give them a reason to be like, oh, see, she is a bitch. She mm-hmm. is this. Look what the fuck she said to me and blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's just like, I can't keep letting people take me out of my character because if I get to where I want to be, it's going to be 10 times worse. Be way worse. Hella people, like I told them, I was like, bro, when I get famous, don't let me get on my phone and read my comments. Yeah. I'll be seeing some ignorant ass comments on all these artists, like, go kill yourself or like, fuck you. And it's just like, I'll be you'll, like, you'll be excited to clap back. <laughs> like, I don't got the time to respond to all 1 million of y'all. Yeah. So it's like, make an example out of one of y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to practice how to block them out. Yeah. And not necessary because, like I said, their perception of me doesn't define who I am. Mm-hmm. That's just their perspective. Their perception of me It's not my reality. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to keep reminding myself that because on this particular journey as an artist, that shit is designed to make you lose your way. It's designed to distract you and it's designed to turn you into something that you're not. So it takes a lot of self-discipline. I will say that that not everybody is mature enough yet to do uh, but like I said, I'm still working on it, but I have gotten a lot better mm-hmm. than what I used to be as a, as opposed to like just fucking responding to everybody that came at me after I cut them off. Yeah. Like it was just more to the point now, fuck it, I'm not responding. God bless you, block. Yeah. Like leave me alone type of yeah. thing. You seem to be, <clears throat> you seem to be very like self-aware and in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that something you've always been like or did that take work? It did take work. Uh, Cause kind, like I said- 
like when I was younger, I'd really despise just the thought of anything spiritual because like, well, you know, when you're younger, like grandparents force you to go to church and you don't really want to go and stuff like that. And then me being like LGBT, I would always get looked at a certain way when I walked in the church. So it made me not like church. But then I started going on my spiritual side as like basically finding God on my own without church. Now, not to say that church is bad or anything like that, no. Like that particular church just wasn't for me and I ended up finding a good one that I guess helped spark me like trying to be in tune with myself, in tune with the universe, seeing how everything's connected as a collective and all that stuff. So it's like, that's why I try not to judge people too harshly because we're all connected in some way. And it's like, you point a finger at somebody, three more pointing back at you. Yeah. So it's sure. like the the spiritual aspect of like being in tune and stuff. It it took a lot of how would I say like mental turmoil and emotional turmoil to get to where I'm at. Um, like I feel like the universe literally stripped my mind and like beat me down to the core, but it was to turn me into somebody new, like fresh. I had to destroy who I was. And that's why everything was so painful because I wasn't literally dying, but my old self was dying. All my old habits, all my old ways of thinking. So since it's leaving me, it's making a dramatic exit, which is why everything was so painful. Everything was so intense, so heightened, every emotion, every, and it was just like, fuck, when is it ever going to end? But it's like, and the journey's still not over. So it's like, there's still more painful shit that I'm going to go through, but it's just like based on from where I started up until now, continuing to the future. I can deal with it a lot better. And I feel like, like there was just one song I wrote, because that's the thing about my music too. Sometimes I don't really feel like it's me Mm -hmm. when I look back and hear it. Like sometimes I feel like I'm giving messages to myself. It's like my higher self writing. Mm -hmm. So there was a, um, a, a verse that I did. The first verse was a human complaining to God basically about how life was shit. And the second verse was God responding. And there was a part that God said, uh, don't you get that I love you more than they ever will? I'm trying to give you a heart the devil can never kill. So then I was just like, okay, that's why I'm going through the shit I'm going through because the devil's going to probably try to use these same exact tactics of pain to try to break me. But little does he know, I've already went through this. So it's like, I can go through it. I'm not going to let it bring me down. I'm keep going no matter yeah. times I get hit. So it was kind of like keeping that mentality, which is difficult to have because the lows are really low. But yeah, for keep, sure. keeping that mentality, reminding yourself, like, it's just all part of the test. It's yeah. all part of the plan. Like It's crazy. Like you said, um, like, literally, as you were saying, um, your old self is dying. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so painful. Like, I feel Gosh. that because I think about every. And it doesn't want to leave either. So yeah, that's yeah. why it's, it's going to hang on yeah, for dear life. On, bro. Like, that's why. Like, so I think about when I was like in my worst state. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was. It, it was it dragged you know what i mean like it dragged it was probably like Definitely. a good six seven eight month transition from exactly. like being completely just like shit just like drag fucking zombie walking through my days right. to like at least being on some like okay i'm starting to see what i'm good at in life you know what i mean like it was a long slow like really treacherous process you know what i'm saying right and because you know everybody in your life knows you as one person they're treating you as that person mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and they're very they're very just not on board with the change cuz no one's on board with change when especially it especially when it doesn't you know involve them being yeah. a part of the change yeah they're yeah not with it. so like it definitely like i feel that it, it just happens very 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 slow you know what i mean definitely but 
something that I truly believe is that all of the most dramatic and most important changes in our life will happen because of something terrible. <laughs> like, it's, 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 but that's the thing. Yeah. I guess it's also like a depending on what your journey is or where you're headed. I guess it's also a test of how bad do you want it? Because yeah. it's like, are you going to let this little thing stop you? Yeah. Or are you going to keep going? Yeah. So that, it's funny guess, that you say little thing, but it's like anything. Yeah. It, but I feel like it'll make you appreciate a, yeah. it much more when you finally get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's crazy because another there was a um there was a caption that you had on one of your posts that mm-hmm. really hit me, dog. And I don't know if it's a lyric of yours or just like a random quote, but uh-huh. it was something along the lines of like um things get hard. It's like it was like things get hardest when oh things gonna be the hardest they can be when you start to get close but discipline and faith are like a seed gotta water them yeah yeah yeah, that's exactly it dog that's that you you wrote that yeah Yeah. dog that shit hit me because i'm like that's kind of something that i I feel like i'm going through now Mm -hmm. you feel me i was having a talk with my homie the other day about how it just seems like both of us both we were both kind of just like talking about this together about how it just seems like at this point in life things are just becoming so, so, so fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's like, dog, I thought I did I all the hard work just to get to this point. You know what exactly. I mean? Like to the point where I was like, so yo, like-, like I can start to, <clears throat> I was like, I can start to feel things are shifting in the sense of like, in the way that I want them to. I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel like, okay, the things that I manifested three years ago are starting to come into, into pass, right? Right. And But also like all these other things are kind of like crumbling and I'm I'm trying to like, Keep the positive mindset, but I can't act like I'm not bothered by some of the things that have been happening exactly. in other parts of my life, right? Yeah. And we were just talking about like, damn, bro, like it's crazy that like I feel like I'm I'm winning the most I ever have in my life, but I also feel like these L's that I'm taking are super significant. You feel me? So like I feel like that's what I like that line really hit me because it's like things are the like things are, are the hardest that they've ever been, but it's like I still have to stay disciplined in the sense of like working on my videos every day, mm-hmm. working on my craft every day. And then also have that faith that like, there's still more for me out there. You right. feel me? Like this isn't it. Like, but I feel like that's how you know that you're close. Mm-hmm. Be- that's why I wrote that lyric. Cause it's just like, if you know that, cause it's that saying of like the, the best part about being at the bottom is that there's nowhere else to go. No, you up. can't go farther down. So it's yeah. like, if you feel like you're hitting rock bottom, whatever, then you're about to be on your way up, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, but it's like them fucking lows, man. Yeah. They be it's what's the word? It's not hypnotizing, but it's it can demoralizing. Basically, like convince you that it's the end of it all, whatever. Mm-hmm. When it's really not. So yeah. like they, it can manipulate you, I guess, yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. to make you believe that this is the worst fucking time of your life, or like shit is never gonna get better. And it's just like you might as well give up. It's just like no, those are that's like your emotions can lie to you yeah, sometimes. For sure. You know what's I want to ask you an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um what is your what does your self-talk sound like? Like what is what are some of the things that you say to yourself when you are feeling down? Like today, mm-hmm. not today, but like yeah. in this day and age where you are in a better place mentally than you were before. Mm-hmm. But like we said, we still inevitably have those days and those moments when we're still just like, damn, things right. aren't going so well. What do you say to yourself in those moments? <laughs> I mean, I have breakdowns before I actually get to talk to myself. I bet. No, that's that what's crazy. So it's like, like the first for me is like the first is like first I just like let me just go through it, right? I <laughs> let me just go like go through yeah. it. And it's like so it's like I have that moment where I don't necessarily cry like all the time, but it's like all right, if depending on how heavy the turmoil is, mm-hmm. I'll go into my emotional state first. I'll 
be crying. I'll be by myself. Some people could ask what's wrong. But basically, um, like depending on the situation, I'll explain it or not. I'll be mm-hmm. like, I got to handle this by myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's like, that's how it starts. And then that's when the diary kicks in. I'll express how I really want to express it. And then after that, I'm like, all right, a day will pass, two days will pass. I'll reread what I wrote, see if I still feel that way, why I felt that way, what triggered me to feel that way. And then it's like, I'm at that point in my life where when something happens to me, I have to go into my mind, even to when I was little, and figure out how this all led up to this moment and why I react in these ways and how could this situation have been prevented if I would have done something different or whatever? Because it's like certain things we do is because we get triggered from something. We don't even know it's a trigger. For sure. And that's why we react a certain way, not For knowing sure. that there's a pattern going on. So it's like I caught myself in a pattern. And it got to a point I had to admit to myself, like, you're addicted to pain, bitch. You're, you've been so sad for so long that you don't allow yourself to be happy without feeling guilty because mm-hmm. you feel like you don't deserve it. And I'm still kind of battling that in my mind because, like I said, I've been, like, so depressed and so, like, for so long and always been going through some shit that I feel like that's the norm for me. So when something good happens to me, I'm always getting anxiety because I'm like, damn, is it going to end? Like, it'll probably be bad or whatever. Something bad's on the horizon. Exactly. I can never enjoy it without overthinking it. So then I started catching myself, like, because the power of the thought can manifest it too. So I'm like, my thoughts can play a part in why things always go the same way because mm-hmm. it's like you expect it to be that way before it even happens mm-hmm. so i had to cut out a lot of expectations of shit always going bad i had to but there's been times i've actually looked at myself in the mirror like in my eyes while i've been crying and i've apologized to myself like i have to talk to myself sometimes and be like look it's okay we're gonna be okay i'm sorry i've been neglecting you i haven't been paying attention to you or like if if I'm so depressed that I'm, I starve, I have to apologize to myself in the mirror. Like, I'm so sorry because my inner child, I guess you would say, is just like, they have so much more hope and potential for me that I keep, just because of being sad, I neglect it. And it's like disrespect to that. Yeah, You get me? So it's like, I think it goes back to the discipline factor of like, you really, not everybody can admit that they're the problem sometimes. Yeah. And I had to admit to myself in certain situations that I was the problem. I couldn't just keep pointing my finger at everybody else. Yeah. And that's when things started to get better because now when I could finally admit when I fuck up and stuff like that, that's when I was able to see the people around me and it's like who I should be around, who I shouldn't be around, who was detrimental to my growth and who wasn't. And I think that's how. No, that's very, no, that's very interesting to me because I, and you said something about uh, accountability earlier Mm -hmm. and to me accountability is the most important thing man when i think about the trajectory of my life like Mm -hmm. literally the moment i realized that my life is mine and i need to be responsible for anything that happens in it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i lived the first like 25 years of my life kind of just doing what my parents said and then when things went bad be like oh well it's because right. they told me you know what I mean and, and just was, be blaming them I'm just like dog like yeah they tell me to do shit but it's up to me to say yes or no like, exactly. like who the fuck am I you know what I'm saying like who exactly. am I blaming so like but the but the the fucking key in that is when you hold yourself responsible for the good things and the bad things mm-hmm. you can start to change the things that you don't like and you can keep the things that you do like consistent you feel me yeah. so literally in those moments of being sad or whatever i'd be like well why do i feel this way uh 
and let's just say I blame someone else. Well, I'm like, well, why is this person in my life? Or why does this person have such a heavy say in my mm-hmm. life that they can control my emotions? You right. know what I mean? All that type of shit. Like it's, it starts like accountability is such an, a broad thing, but. Like, I think it boils down to different levels of that that will lead you to like a life of a, a happier life, I mm-hmm. guess. You know what I mean? It yeah. starts with looking at yourself in the mirror and just like blaming yourself for everything that's wrong so that you can then begin to make the changes and not like just say, well, oh, it's this person's fault. And then think that person will change. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, that's not how it works. You right. feel me? Um, but I, I want to get back into the music a little bit. Okay. Um, when, when did you feel like, you okay so you said it started off as a hobby right Mm -hmm. and um i know we talked a little bit earlier about like when you kind of started to put your foot on the gas on it but like i get i want to know more about like what that shift looked like like what like when you say it was a hobby was it like you're just going and recording once a month or like like what did it look like from going from making music as a because i used to make music too and Uh like as a hobby i feel like i was making it more than when i told myself I was taking it seriously exactly. because it really was fun you right. know what I mean so like what did it look like for you when you're making making music as a hobby and then as you go on to taking it more seriously so I think for like my 19th birthday I, I think it was my 19th birthday or 18th birthday I went to Miami my grandfather had bought me an iPad and I downloaded GarageBand on there and that's how I basically would record my music so it was like at first I wasn't really going to studios I was recording myself on the iPad all the time, any song that I ever wanted to do. And the quality wasn't that great, but lyrically, I always had it. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, it was always there. Could you always sing too? Because I feel I, like you could sing. Yeah, I yeah. was just scared to. Yeah, you just wouldn't sing. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was just really timid and I wasn't that confident in my voice. Like, I'm not 100% now even confident in my voice, but I have really gotten better and improved yeah. from how I first started singing up until now. Like, yeah. now I could flutter my voice on demand before I was too scared to even sing that loud. But, so it started with the iPad, being in my room, just recording shit. It got to the point that I was recording all the time that my mom's husband would have to text my mom while she's at work telling me to be quiet downstairs because he was trying to sleep before he had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be like, all right, whatever. You guys don't support me. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing my dream. Like, right. <laughs> but, um, and then after that, I started actually, I met my cousin, well, not, I met my cousin's artist, uh, Fame Reek and Dutch Capital. We went over to their house. They had an in-house studio. That's when I started making real music, like real songs in a studio. And then from there, like it was, I wasn't making as much music, but I was. But then I wasn't, I started getting my ear a lot heavier. So I didn't like certain ways that I sounded quality and stuff started playing a, a role. So I always wanted to get better. But then after that, uh, I was a part of the little music group stuff, so they basically helped a lot as far as my confidence of being in the studio and stuff like that. And then when I decided I really wanted to take it serious, uh, I had to really look at everything in a way of like, all right, this is how it starts. Who's going? Who's not? Because you're not going to... I personally don't want to be an underground artist forever. I don't want to be on the level of like, Everybody in the city knows me and stuff, and I'm famous here, but anywhere else, nobody knows who the fuck I am. You want to be like- I want to be on Drake's level, or maybe even Surprise's level, because like Mm -hmm. I said, there's people that start off saying shit like that, and people look at them like, you're fucking crazy, until they actually do it. Mm -hmm. Like, 
there was that line that Drake said. He was like, she said, I'll never be as big as Trey Songs. Boy, was she wrong? <laughs> straight Shit up. Shit like that. Straight up, yeah. So it's like, I kind of feel like that. I always tell myself, like, I am going to be the next big, big thing. Like, possibly bigger than Drake because of the simple fact I'm a female. And there's not really many female artists that do it this way mm-hmm. because they're always, like, talking sexually in their music or rapping about pussy or stuff like that and they cannot really do both rapping and singing and doing in spanish and doing this like so it's like i know i have something different it's not Mm -hmm. that i'm better but i'm just different different. yeah so that started that mentality started coming into my mind and then i had to really put myself on that mental of like (laughs) it's just difficult because it's like fuck there's so much shit and there's not really one way to put it because everyone's journey is different. But my particular journey, I guess you could just say that I had to be honest with myself, starting with the people that I was surrounding myself with. And a lot of people feel entitled to you because they helped you. Mm-hmm. But they don't respect you enough to change, to go along with you. Yeah. Like they got you from, or they helped you yeah, they from try A to, to B. But and they, then they try to... <clears throat> give you that mentality like who the fuck do you think you is type yeah. of shit when you're going you know? from like b to c to c mm-hmm. to d to d to, yeah mm-hmm. so after the, that transition it was like i started having to like when i went to go talk to labels and stuff certain requirements that they wanted is that third that's when music started becoming like all right it's not that i don't like it but it's mm-hmm. like it's not as fulfilling and fun as it used to be because somebody always wants to critique it now somebody always wants you to do this somebody always wants you to do this and it's just like bro when i started the art out of it yeah and it's just like when i started this i did it because i love to do it i was expressing myself in exactly the way i needed to express it i wasn't looking for people to tell me like yo this sucks you need to do this to get this and i was just like bro i just wanted to do it whoever listens listens whoever doesn't i don't care that's so like i'm the type i'll put out fucking Three, four songs in a week if I want to. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how yeah. many plays you get. Yeah. I wanted to put it out because I yeah. knew it was a fire-ass song and somebody's going to hear it and they're yeah. going to like it Yeah, type of shit. But it's like now, because I want to be a career artist, you have to care about those things. You have to care about the numbers. You have to care about when you post it, how you post it, how you fucking promote it, all that stuff. And it's just like, I'm really starting to not like my job. Yeah. Because because it's a job now. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. doing it because it was my passion. Mm-hmm. It was my diary. It was just like a way to be me. But now it's just like, I don't know. Man, you know what's crazy? I feel like this is something that we can connect on, honestly, because I, I felt that shift too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I felt the shift of when filmmaking and videography was like a passion and a hobby mm-hmm. to when okay this is expected out of me on exactly. a professional level and all like, the gotta, expectations like, are what kill it and it's just yeah like, and it's like, like i gotta do, not want to do this no yeah more. and it's like i gotta do certain things like how people want them because like that's how they want it and this is for them as exactly. opposed to like, just and it's like everything just that i did me. prior was for me and what's crazy is like because even as i'm building my career it's like I want, I want to build the career that I want to live. You feel definitely, me? Definitely, definitely. So in having, but again, you know, you got to make money to fucking eat. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to do the thing. Like I, that's something that I just grapple with every fucking day. It's like passion or business. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? But see, that's the thing where I feel like I'm the rebel in this situation because everybody's like, well, sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do yeah, to yeah, get to facts, where you get. And 100%. I'm just like, I'm that motherfucker that's like, no, you don't have to. And I will make you like, there's, probably other ways to do it difficult longer mm-hmm. but 
You don't have to fucking do it this way. No, that's a fact. You said it right. Like, you can do it your way if you're more patient, if you're willing to drag it out a little longer. And yeah, I am too, 100%. Based off the journey that I've had so far, I am losing my patience. I can say that. Mm -hmm. And that's bad. But I am just based off the simple fact because it's also like as an artist from the artist perspective, it's difficult to see like you're not supposed to always compare yourself to anybody. And that I guess when certain people make it and you're just like, what the fuck do they have that I don't yeah, type of yeah. shit? Because there's certain rappers on the radio and stuff and I'll listen. I'll be like, what in the fuck is I be this, that bro? Same shit. And then it makes you question yourself like I can write better than that and <laughs> I still up. haven't blown what the fuck so yeah. it's like it makes you self conscious like you start thinking about shit you don't really need to fucking think about just cause you're comparing yourself to everybody else's success and that's why I'm like when labels try to fucking tell you that you have to have these things like one way doesn't work for everybody yeah. clearly yeah. because if that was the case everybody would be blowing the fuck yeah. up and everybody would be do- I mean people do do yeah, something don't get me wrong right. but it's like everybody the people that be blowing up it's like it's usually something that's a little bit different. You know what I mean? A little bit different. I just feel like people are too scared to break the rules. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is in this day and age, like the things that like really blow up and go viral, it's the thing that it's usually for a negative reason. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like think like, about uh, the Catch Me Outside girl. Like that was not, that, that was a viral moment that was like very frowned upon. But you know this what is I mean? what like, blew me because I had a moment where like, I'm not going to say exactly who, but like, I had met with a label, right? And then in my mind, they're demanding all these numbers and to do this, you know, you know, in order for you to, because they're like, the talent is definitely there, but you know, you got to grow your fan base, you got to do this. And in my mind, I'm like, that bitch, no offense, that bitch was not even talented. She wasn't a rapper. Y'all mm-hmm. turned her into that mm-hmm. because y'all saw how much attention she got. And it's just like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. Somebody must be fucking lying. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, that's not what y'all really want. Why are y'all making it hard on the real artists mm-hmm. and y'all are signing deals for people that don't have the talent? They just have the numbers. That's why you're always going to be in search for the next big thing because it's not about quality well, That's anymore. the thing. I think that's why, honestly, like labels get a bad rap because it's not, they don't necessarily care. Like, they're a business. They mm-hmm. do They do care about the numbers because of that. They're trying to sell as many records as possible. That's why they'll take someone who can get a lot of attention mm-hmm. and then just throw them on some music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's honestly, I don't think retarded. I don't think the Catch Me Outside girl was going to make music unless she wasn't as I'm super popular lie, as she is. You know what I'm saying? One, like a good one fire song that she did with Tori Lanez, but I know she didn't write that. I'm not saying she can't ju- make a fire song. Right. Anyone can, anyone, honestly, anyone can make a fire song. But it's very interesting too because like something that I see uh, that's like a pattern is some of these people who get famous on social media, mm-hmm. the first thing that they do to monetize is make a song and sell it on iTunes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's right. the first They always want to go the route of being a either, rapper either you or make singer. a song or you make a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what you do with an audience when you amass one. So like right. sometimes when these people amass like an unexpected audience, like they they just literally were living their life, did something that was super funny or super stupid, and they now they're viral. Now the they're momentum. viral, and they're just trying to keep up the momentum by like making music to just to keep. You know what I mean? Just, like, let me let me make something that somebody will buy. Mm. Uh, it's a song or it's a T-shirt. You know what I mean? So it's very. But so I think those labels. I don't know, man. I think people who make good music, they. Okay, so because the way I think about um, music from a business standpoint. Mm. I think, you know, if you're someone like as talented as you are, I feel like all you would have to do is just like continue to make your, you know what I'm saying? Do your craft, get Mm -hmm. better at it. 
but just like amass your fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like right. amass that, and then you can like you have that. You made that. You know what right. I mean? Like if when I feel like when people go to labels and stuff like that, that don't already have the fan base, because there's one of two ways you can have the fan base, and then you have more of the leverage because mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, what can y'all do for me? Type shit. Right. Or it's like, okay, you have a look that we can turn into something that can get attention. You know what I'm saying? Like those industry plants that they be talking about. You know what I mean? So like that's, but either way, the talent doesn't have to necessarily be there. What they're looking for is, do you get people, do you get people to rally behind you or Mm -hmm. with you or because of you? Like whatever it is, like, do you get people? Can you get people into a stadium. Can you get people into a record store to buy your shit? Or yeah. record store. <laughs> that sounds how old I am. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But fucking, like, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like that's that's what that is. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I mean, but how do you think about that? Like, how do you think about where you want to take your career? I know you said you want to be a global star, but like, how do you feel like you'll get there? Honestly, at this point, I have no idea. Yeah. And it's not in a sense of me being lost. It's just more so of the factor that there's so many rules and regulations of to how this shit goes. It's just like, I don't know which way I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it from getting signed. I don't know if I'm going to make it from staying independent, just working my ass off. I don't know. Because at this point, it's like, it could go either way. But it's like, it's more so the fact that I, like I said, my patience for this is getting, like, I don't want to get to the point where I say I'm done with music before I even get there mm-hmm. because of all the bullshit that has happened between it. Because everyone's like, oh my God, like, don't give up. You're so, and it's just like, I don't want to. That's what I don't understand. I don't want to, but it's the shit that is going on, how difficult it is to get there for people like myself that really love to do this shit as opposed to people that just want fame and money and they blow up quicker yeah. like than anything else. And it's just like, it, it's it's soul crushing, bro, yeah, to see nah, that shit. It. Yeah. it is, and it just... It makes you want to say, fuck this. Yeah. It's funny, man, because I have this conversation. I know a lot of musicians, and I have this conversation pretty often mm-hmm. where it's like... I don't want to say you have to choose one or the other. That's not what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But I feel like to a certain degree, you have to at least have an understanding that there is a choice there. You know what I mean? There is a choice to be made there. Like being super famous and being a super respected and talented musician are not mutually exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Like you might have to go after one and forget the other and just hope that the other comes. You know what I mean? Like if you like really dig into your craft you know what i'm saying the fame may or may not ever come you know what i'm saying right. but like you would have to like have you have you would have to be comfortable with that like i think about the same thing that i'm trying to do with like media and entertainment like i love to make content i love to shoot i love to edit i love the process of it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying my my goal is to you know what i'm saying be a filmmaker and like make movies right. whether people actually like watch the movies or not I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know. I just want to make them. You feel me? But I also want to reach a certain level of like success and fame that I'm like wealthy off of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like wealthy, not just like exactly. rich or like well off. I want to be, I want to amass a certain amount of wealth. You know what I mean? That's- but I'm I'm also comfortable with like knowing that I may not do that through making movies. You know what I'm saying? I may have to do that through like you know what I'm saying? My other, like other things, you know what I'm saying? I may have to like find other ways to make money to like amass that wealth. You know what I mean? Because what I run into is kind of like what you're saying is like, when you say like, when you want to do your thing, it's hard to get, it's hard to just be able to do the thing without like feeding into all the bullshit that Mm -hmm. brings in the money. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. That's something that I grapple with all the time. Yeah. So do I. That's why I'm like, I don't, 
want to have to do those like sometimes i'll find myself like even when it comes to music i'll find myself looking at beats that i usually wouldn't look at but i know that that's the thing now that's what's popping that's what's so like hmm, maybe i should try to make a song like that but it's just like i gotta talk myself out like jay no like you know that's not you yeah. even though that's what they want fuck that because once you finally get to where you got to get they're gonna hear you and those that are really meant to fuck with you are gonna ride with you and yeah it's gonna take some time but Right now, I feel like it's because of the fact that the music industry is so saturated with all this bullshit music mm-hmm. that mainly the youth loves. So it's like it's kind of hard to get their attention now because they think motherfuckers like J. Cole suck. And they think that. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. That's why I was like, yeah. I saw a tweet of someone said that Young Thug was better than J. Cole. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to either of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, one, they're not in the same bracket. So you they're cannot not, yeah, you even compare them. them. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You yeah. just cannot. Young Thug is good at what he do. J. Cole's good at... But if we talking lyrical, my guy, J. Cole got that shit hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But I also don't even think that's what Young Thug is trying to be. You know He's what I not. mean? So it's very... like Kind of like what we said. Like People just want to put people in boxes. You know what I'm saying? It's just there like... I don't like... Yeah, like all, and you used to hear that a lot when like mumble rap first came onto mm-hmm. the scene or whatever. You would hear all these people talking about how like all these mumble rappers are trash and they don't care compared to these other people. And it's like, dog, I don't think they're trying to. You know, it's like I don't think they're trying to compare you to see, like. That's where the, it kind of frustrates it because they don't understand the impact that music has on mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Like when. Ever you're feeling a certain way, the first thing people want to do is go listen to music. If you angry or no, if you're sad, you're going to listen to some shit that's going to emphasize your sadness. Mm-hmm. If you're fucking happy as shit about to go turn up, you're going to listen to some songs that are going to make you hype before you get to the fucking party. Mm-hmm. Music is a very powerful thing. And they don't understand that like when I get it because it's a hip hop thing, but it's like when you keep talking about. When you glorifying all the drugs and all the shit and the shooting and shit like that, you can't sit here and start getting mad at motherfuckers that are in the streets doing these things or act like you have sympathy for the people that are dying off these drugs. You are literally promoting that shit for your fans. Your fans, the way I look at it, they're going to eventually be like your kids. That's your family. That's your kids. You got to take care of your kids. So you want the best for your kids. So it's like, that's what I think about when I reflect on my music. Like, yeah, I have a lot of sad songs and stuff, but if you really pay attention, it's not about glorifying the sadness. It's more about trying to find hope in the sadness. Then you know, like, this is not going to stay this way or whatever, you know, shit like that. But it's like, so that's why I'm just like, it blows me with that because like, for example, even today, like, Juice World died. That was shocking as fuck. Yo, I, I was that. like, um, "Yo, that's crazy!" And I got yeah. really sad because I yeah. thought about this song that he made about <laughs> XX Tentacion, Little Peep, and stuff like that. And they all, I'm, I, I don't know how he died. I think he died of a seizure, but everyone else, like, it was drugs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then when I'm like, guys, like, all of y'all fucking glorify oh, this yeah. shit in your songs. Yeah, you can't be upset. When your man's died about it, because you had the power yeah. to tell him to stop. Yeah. Or you had the power to be the first one to lead that way of stopping and they will follow. But it's just like, I don't, I'm not in, in the industry like there. So it's like, I don't know how much drugs and shit they're surrounded by. That shit must be like so easy to get. So it's like, coming from someone that used to have nothing and then you have everything now, I could see why they indulge so much and everything. Yeah. But it's like, when you see what's really going on in the world and you see the platform that you have, and you're using it for that mm-hmm. as opposed to making differences, that's why I'm just like, you're not getting it. Yeah. You're not understanding the gift that you truly have as opposed to you just being wealthy and rich. It's not about that. Yeah. You literally have a chance to help shift this world to be better. And 
they don't really care about that. Yeah. The comparison you made between fans and kids is a very good one, honestly, because I think about that when I'm making my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's my That's why fans <clears throat> are so obsessive. It's like yeah. a little kid. Like the what does a, a little kid want? They always want their mommy. Like yeah, they'll yeah. cry for their mom. And They're they like always to wanna like be they hang off your air. Exactly. So like, it's I, like that's yeah. why I'm like, y'all can't just sit here and be telling your fans like talking to them any kind of way so like that they literally look at you sadly like a god yeah it's so interesting it's like, too because i be thinking about just in the content that i make i'd be like mm-hmm. literally what do i want people to hear and think about like you know what i'm saying like but literally the shit that i yeah like don't let yourself feel responsible and have that heavy ass responsibility like that's i guess where you got to find a balance like mm-hmm. you're not responsible if something happens blah 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 but you are responsible for the message that you put out. Yeah, yeah. You are responsible for the influence that you have yeah. over these kids, mm-hmm. over your fans. So it's like some artists have that mentality of like, I ain't no fucking babysitter because the parents be like, oh my God, my kid listens to you. They're just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, that's me. It's your fault for letting your kid listen to me. Yeah. It's just like, nah, that's not. The, no. Because I think about it. I think about like what you're saying in the sense of. You know, if you are talking about some shit and you're actually like going through it, working through it, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I feel like sharing that is going to help somebody go through or work through their shit. Mm -hmm. But if you're just like talking about it, like this is just what I do. Right. And I'm never going to change type of thing. Yeah, that's a different message. You know what I mean? And it's very interesting because I feel like that, like I said, like just to bring the reason I feel it is because I feel that in myself. I know Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about because I used to make music, too. So like when I would rap, I would rap the things that like I just was like funny or interesting or like witty to me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I would put it out there but I think about like how I treat my content now it's the same it's the same thing it's like what do I want people who I met again I don't think anyone's gonna like listen or watch Mm -hmm. my shit it's just I make it because I want to but it's like if people do if someone does what do I want them to take from this you know Mm -hmm. I literally think about that you know what I mean because it's like because it's like I want not that I want people to think how I think but it's just that I want people to like know what my mind like what I'm on you know what I mean and then also like because I've done a lot of like growth and self-work some of the things that I've learned I'm like dog my friends need to hear this. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just put it in either my content or like my music. I would just like put it in there, package it in a way that they would hear it from me. You know what I'm saying? So, cause it's like, it's, it's like mindset stuff, dog. Like mm-hmm. some of the things that we talked about as far as like digging yourself out of like bad places, you just need to like know someone that's gone through something similar so that they can guide you a little bit about how to start getting out of there. Right. You know cause at I mean? the end of the day, nobody. They don't want to feel like they're alone. Yeah, like no and one's that's what everybody feels like, like. They okay, feel like happiness. they're alone. But like, at least it's like, like okay, like like the reason I ask questions, like, well, how did you start to dig yourself? It's just because like sometimes people need yeah. to know where to start. You know what I'm saying? People don't even know where to start. They just like they're falling and they just continue to fall. They don't even right. know like okay, like let me like brace myself or like you know what I'm saying? Like none of that shit. So I think that's super fucking important, man. Definitely. Um, the next thing I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you like just some like rapid fire questions. These are some right. kind of some questions that I ask like everybody that comes on here. Okay. Just want to see want to see where you're at with it. Mm-hmm. Um are you into like TV or uh movies or books or anything like that? Books. What types of shit do you consume? I books. like books. Okay. Uh I don't watch TV, but I will watch shows if i like them yeah 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 like or i'll watch movies but only if i, I don't just you watch gotta, you anything. don't just watch it because no. like oh people are saying go watch this and you yeah, go, yeah. nah. if it's I, good i'm, I'm gonna watch it i'm the same way but the reason i ask that question is because i like to ask people is there a character out there that like you really resonate with as far as like tv movie book any kind of like mm-hmm. fictional character that you really resonate with 
I would feel like <laughs> I just started watching Euphoria, bro. I want to say I'm rude. Oh yeah, but nah, <laughs> I'm up. not that heavy of an addict or anything like that. Like I don't do those type of drugs. But, but it's like the depression, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. shit that she. I literally feel like that's me. And the way that she falls in love with somebody that doesn't really appreciate her like that, I feel like that's me. Yeah. Her being around, damn, that's just like the high school me though. Man. Yeah, no, nah, you know, yeah, maybe I that is see, just my high school. It's me, crazy but, because like I think a lot of people can see a little bit of themselves in her dog. Definitely. Yeah, like, she's a, she's a heavy is, character. Other than that, like shout out to Zendaya really, though. She's a great okay, ass actress. I love her. Yeah, love her. I had a dream with her once. I was so pressed, bro. <laughs> so pressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next question I want to ask you is, um, okay, what do you think your superpower is? And what I mean by that is if you think about just like your own little social circle or whatever, what do you think you do better than anyone else? And what do people look to you for? I'm super sensitive. I think that's my superpower. I, I think that's super accurate. Just in the little time that I've gotten to know you, that's I'm super I'm super accurate. sensitive and I feel like I can see certain things that other people can't. Like, cause I'm the type of person, like, let's just say somebody does something fucked up, right? And the whole world could fucking be like, fuck this person, blah, blah. But if I get to know them, if I try to hear the story stuff, I'll be able to empathize with them. Like, so it's like sensitivity is important when certain situations people feel like you got to be hard all the time or stuff like that. And it's just like sensitivity can make you see things in a different light. Sensitivity can like make a cold, hard heart turn back to soft and mm -hmm. start pumping again. You get me? So I think my superpower is me being super sensitive. Yeah. And how do you think <clears throat> sensitivity because it's interesting. Some people might hear that and be like, that's a right. superpower. Like, how I do think you think that? Weakness, not straight up. It's not. But how do you, and I don't either. But like, I want you to kind of explain, like, how do you think it is considered a superpower and like why it is beneficial to feel that way? The reason that. why I think so, because of the fact that if you like, I'm big on like looking at how the world and the state of the world and what it's in right now. And if you realize there's like when shit goes fucked up, the first thing people want to do is pull out their phones and record it as opposed to helping. Straight I'm up. that person Straight that up. will say, fuck the phone and go help because I'm that sensitive. Like I can't watch somebody get in their ass beat, even if I don't know them. Mm -hmm. I can't. I'm going to be like, hey, uh, what the fuck? Videos, like, back uh, up. Five like, videos really make me cringe, they cringe dog. It's yes, cringe. I don't know how people could watch that shit and like, like, like Don't get me wrong. I nah, might watch it, me. but like, I, I really be like- Ugh. It hurts my stomach, yeah, young. I'll be like, yeah. ooh. Like, yeah. So it's like, we're in a, I guess, generation where- we were made to believe that being sensitive is a weakness. We're not allowed to be emotional. We're not allowed to show that we're hurt. Like you're not allowed to have compassion or share with anyone because they're going to take from you. And it's just like, nah, I'm the type of person that is like, if I have it, even if it's my last, I'll give it because I know I could get it back. Maybe they can't. Like there was somebody one time I had just lost my job, but I had money, right? There was a homeless person on the street. And I gave them $20. They got upset at me that, not the homeless person, the people I was with, they got upset yeah. at me that I gave them $20. And they were like, why would you do that? Like, they're probably just going to go buy drugs or whatever. I was like, that's not my my concern. Because like, spiritual aspect wise, like in the Bible, it says something down the lines of like, if your like enemy needs water or whatever and you have it, don't turn him away. Give him some water and stuff like that because it shows more about you than it does about them. Yeah. So it's like, I have them, like if we really want to make a significant change in the world, somebody has to be that sensitive. 
even to the evilest motherfucker because you could have the power just by you being that sensitive and so sincere and so genuine you can change somebody because everyone is so used to like i said this is a wicked ass world and i feel like personally based off observation we need a lot more compassion and love more than anything else Mm -hmm. that we need and like I said, everybody was raised and like taught to believe that being sensitive is a weakness. That's why people don't cry. They yeah. bitches nowadays on Twitter when they talk about their heartbreak, they gotta act like they they hard they and stuff now as a yeah, and like they when they really do care. So it's like, why are we wearing these masks for what? Who are we trying to impress? Yeah, nobody. We're all going through the same shit. So that's why it's like it's common decency to have some compassion even if it's for a fucking stranger even if you don't know them like be nice fucking share like it's common fucking sense it's crazy that's something that i've really started to notice um recently Mm -hmm. especially like on socials it's just that people are just lying to themselves yeah you know what i'm saying uh, through their but it's because of everyone else yeah it's like they we feel like we have to to fit in or like to be approved or whatever and it's like the biggest thing that i realized was that everyone was lying to themselves about how they feel you know what i'm saying like that was the that's why i stopped taking advice because i'm just like i'm not gonna take advice from someone that's probably either going through the same shit or you're lying to yourself about how you feel so it's like no bro i'm gonna be honest with myself i feel like this not gonna lie about it probably gonna feel like this for a while Mm -hmm. deal with it yeah and it's yeah and it goes to just the like the connection the emotional like connection like from human to human where it's like people acting like they don't care about other people Mm -hmm. when they do you know what i'm saying like they're like, like if you got money in your pocket for example even if it's some loose change a dollar two dollars and you see somebody that's sleeping on the fucking street and you can walk past them not even wanting to give mm-hmm, them anything mm-hmm. because you're that fucking self-centered and greedy it's just mm-hmm. like what is your deal bro yeah. you have the power to help and you don't want to just because you're assuming they're gonna do this with your money it don't matter what the fuck they're gonna do with it at least you could walk away knowing you did your part yeah, 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 that's facts. what it's about that's but people fact. are so afraid of like like getting taken advantage of or like wasting their fucking time yeah. and it's, like, it's like y'all worried about the wrong shit bro that's the like you it's are crazy. worried about think, yeah. the wrong fucking it's crazy because like i yeah i say to people all the time there's no such thing as a waste of time like None. you've like if something's a waste of time or a waste of money you've deemed it that because you didn't take you you didn't the extract the value whatever, exactly. out of it you know what i mean because <clears throat> to me like 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 you said, people are scared of getting taken advantage, taken advantage of, and wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Those are two things that really I've kind of reconciled in my own head can't happen unless I decide that whoever I invested time mm-hmm. in, or like whoever I invested whatever in, mm-hmm. just like didn't appreciate it how I thought they should have. But that's a that's a personal problem with. But me. I feel like people don't understand that that's why shit goes left because of the fact that they operate. They have that mentality and they start to operate off of self-interest. Yeah. And then it's like, like oh, that's I can get exactly, this out of this person so it was a waste of time. It's right. like, dog, like, did you and care enough to like, you know exactly, what I'm saying? That means you didn't really care because yeah, you, you wanted were doing something, it for something the whole time. Yeah. And yes, they, they always say yes, they don't want nothing. Yeah. And then it's just like. You didn't get something in return and now you're mad. Exactly. <laughs> you know and I'm just like, like. I thought you didn't want. I, exactly. <laughs> Yo, that's, no, that's the like, realest shit. That's the realest shit because I be, yeah, I be thinking. And that goes back to me. For me, this realization came when it was the the whole accountability thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was like so like okay if i if i can just go a little bit into my heartbreak my heartbreak situation mm-hmm. what it made me realize was that like um i value the opinion someone else had of me more than i valued my own opinion of myself mm-hmm. right you feel I'm me going with that. so like it's very so what i realized was 
the reason I was so hurt was not because like this person was any more special than any other person I dated. That's not it. Mm-hmm. What it was is that in that moment, I had thought like I was doing everything that she wanted to like make me the perfect guy or mm-hmm. just like whatever. You know what I mean? And then the moment like she was just like, no, nah, I don't want you. I want him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wait, but like right. I was being exactly what you wanted. So like I felt like mm-hmm. I was like being robbed of something because it's like I did exactly what you said and like it's not right. working. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it still wasn't enough. That made me feel like, damn, like I'm just not good enough. But where I think about where I think about how I treat people now and like relationships now, it's like. I'm giving you what I have to give. Like, I'm not giving you any more than what I already have to give. So, like, whatever, like, if this doesn't work, you you haven't taken any more than I'm willing to give. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not depleted. You feel me? I so, also feel like, sorry, friends. No, go ahead, go ahead. I also feel like that's why certain situations go that way. But because of the fact that people are always expecting something, like, they don't get it in the time that they want it, that's when she go left. Because I feel like, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, in a situation where, let's just say, you let's say the situation you were mm-hmm. just in right now. You were pretending to be someone that you weren't because you wanted this girl to be with you or choose you. Mm-hmm. And in return, she chose someone else. And you're like, what the fuck? But I was doing everything you wanted mm-hmm. me to do. You weren't being true to yourself. For sure. Which is why you didn't get rewarded. Yeah. And that wasn't a reward to begin with. That's a fact. Because yeah. if somebody wanted you to be something other than yourself, that's not the person for you. That's a fact. So it's like in the situations with music, people I've had to cut off and stuff like that. I wasn't like they'll feel away if I'm getting a certain place or they they can't go all the places with me. Like there was a, a point in time, these individuals were they helped me with a video, right? And then I went to Philly. I was so into my music, I wasn't talking to nobody. So it was just a three day weekend, mind you. Mm-hmm. I didn't speak to no one that weekend. They started subtweeting me talking about oh fraud squad, yeah. We see how y'all move and da, 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 because they weren't involved. And in my mind, I'm like. Bro, I'm working. What the yeah. fuck is going on? Why did you just create a whole scenario in your mind of like something that's not accurate? It's because they were expecting something the entire time coming off as someone that didn't want anything in return. And because they didn't get something that they wanted in the time frame, they expected it. That automatically seeing, oh, you were using me. You was out. No, I wasn't. Yeah. You offered help. Under false pretenses. Right. <clears throat> and I let you help me. And then just for you to throw all that shit back in my face when I I didn't ask for anything. Yeah, yeah. You offered. And of course, I'm in a time of need. So if I really need it, I'm going to say yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never fixed my mouth to ask you for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like with certain artists, like that's why they have to cut off all the people that they started with when they blow up because they end up wanting something or they end up feeling a way as opposed to somebody that's really just genuine and really doing shit through the heart, you will get rewarded because yeah. you didn't ask for shit, because yeah. you weren't like talking shit behind the back because you felt the way and stuff like that. It's like people don't understand that, especially being somebody so sensitive, you can feel that shit. Mm-hmm. You can feel the energy of someone being fake. You can feel the energy of someone wanting something from you. You can feel the energy of you being used in general, especially in relationships because of the fact you're intimate with that person. So it's like, there's a, a common thing going on where like everyone just wants to act, act, yeah, keyword, act yeah, like they want to help you and act like they don't want anything in return. But in reality, they do. Yeah. So it's like. No, nah, it's, it's good to have that superpower of just like sensitivity, just even just be hypersensitive to situations. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Just like to I think, honestly, if I can speak about one of the biggest and most uh needed skills that I've like 
picked up is mm-hmm. just kind of being a better assessor of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just getting a better understanding of like who people are right. from, based off what they show me, mm-hmm. not what they say, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like not who they are online, exactly. what I see when I'm in front of them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And just, be, but being like very critical, not judgmental or anything like that, but just being very like black and white critical. You mm-hmm. feel me? As far as like, oh, this person says this, but they do this. Right. What do I believe? I believe what they do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't believe what anyone says. Right. I believe what they do. You feel me? Um, it's kind of like, I mean, not even kind of, it's like towards the end of the year. We're in December right now at the time of this recording. Um, have you reflected on your, the year that you had this year? Have you done that? Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that now. If you right. have it. <laughs> um, I went through a lot this year. Yeah. I will say that like, it was definitely one of the hardest years I've ever had to go through. Uh, cause like emotionally I lost the love of my life. Physically, I had lost my friend back in June because he overdosed. So, and he, he was my like my music partner, like he my died. duo. Yeah, his Damn, name is Famery. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's like dealing with that and then having that lose him. It happened like back to back, and then like me having family issues, me not having a job because I quit to want to pursue music full time and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, it all took a very heavy ass toll on me and like it was to the point where I was in and out of the hospital because I wasn't eating so I had stomach problems like I had to get surgery because I had a fucking hematoma the size of a softball that had to be removed and I was bleeding internally and I didn't even know but that's why I was in so much pain and it was just like it was really fucking tough like that's why I feel like if something great doesn't happen to me after all this bullshit then I'm gonna feel like it was like what for what but it's because of the intensity of the pain that i went through this year i literally felt like it was unbearable and it's like i know there's going to be something good to come out of it so i have reflected of how far i came i'm not as depressed as i used to be uh i still have my moments of sadness you know Mm -hmm. still have my moments of doubt but it's like now i'm i feel like i'm getting to a level where i can actually talk myself out of it if that makes any sense yeah for sure for sure because i think and we've touched on this a lot. I feel like that's part. That's part of it, dog. It's like mm-hmm. it's literally getting the mental toughness to tell yourself things are going to be okay when you slip back into that moment because right. it's inevitable. Like life is about the ups and the downs, dog. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what life is. Like you know, what yep. I'm saying it will never just be up. It's like again. an infinity sign goes up. Yeah, like it'll. Yeah, up, that's down. exactly what it, it'll never just be happiness from here right. on out. So I think what it is, what I had to do really was just like how to, I had to learn how to deal with the down moments so mm-hmm. that, like, you know, uh, a, a certain situation might be one day of sadness versus like six months of sadness. You know what right. I'm saying? Because of one situation yeah. or like one situation that leads into like a bunch of situations that escalates into like a year of sadness. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 just learning that, you know, good things happen, bad things happen. None of those individual things defines our lives. You right. know what I'm saying? Like if something bad happens to me today, it's within my power to like make something good happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or attempt to. Right. And then or the next day. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I think just like knowing how to deal with those, like like again, it's just it's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying this to like sound like, oh, life no, sucks. Right. Like, you know, it That's just it, it is what it is. Like, you let's be real here. You know it. what I'm saying? We have to understand, like, dog, like to live a happy life is to like live a happy life. It's not to just like experience nothing but good things. Right. It's to you wouldn't appreciate the good shit if you, you know didn't what I'm have saying? bad moments. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's to experience bad things or sad things and realize that 
okay, like a like a good thing is coming at some mm-hmm. point. You have to just live long enough to get through it. Like I think about man, I, I like like the concept of suicide is just like so saddening because yeah, it's like, yeah. dog, this person couldn't just like withstand this until their next good moment. You know what I mean? Like a good moment was coming, dog. You just like have to pain, withstand. It could, it could no, be. And I understand sometimes. it could get that. I can. I, yeah. oh, I completely understand. It gets just super unbearable. That's. I'm not like condemning no, people I know, for doing no, that. I it's know. just that like, is my mental makeup has gotten to a yeah. point now where it's like now I just understand. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That like this is what life is about. Life is about the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no. There's no running from the downs. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, okay. So we reflect on, tw- on 2019, 20, looking forward to 2020. When are, what are some goals that you have or what are some things you're hoping to happen for yourself? 2020, I'm hoping is the year where I finally take a hold of my life instead of life taking a hold of me. Um, That's interesting. And like actually not letting my fear hold me back from what I really know that I was destined to do. And that was to not just do music, but also to just make a positive impact in this world as best as I can before my time is up. You get me? Yeah. So it's like 2020, I do have a lot of expectations, but they're not negative. It's more so like I have expectations for myself, mm-hmm. not more so of what opportunities are going to come my way or like who's going to help me. No, I have expectations of myself that I'm really going to step into my power. I'm really going to not just talk the talk i'm actually walk the fucking walk this mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. and prove that i'm just an artist that can't be fucked with and that's not even in a cocky way it's more of a like no one's gonna get in my way this time nothing's gonna go wrong this time because i learned everything that i needed to learn how my fuck ups affected this if it didn't go this way blah, blah blah like i learned i paid attention i saw everything i know to pay attention to the signs now and stuff like that so it's like 2020 I this is the ending of December, I feel like it's me preparing for 2020 to be, hopefully, by the grace of God, one of the greatest years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I'm hoping for that, too. You know what I'm saying? For you. For me. You know what I'm saying? For, for all everybody. of us. Like, straight up. Because I, I feel like, man, I mean, the way I look at life is, like, every year you should make the next year better than the mm-hmm. last one. You know what I'm saying? And as long as you're doing that, you'll look back on a life that was well lived. You feel me? Mm-hmm. If you just try to improve every year. Definitely. So that's that's huge. Um, second to last question, I'm going to ask you. We're going to get ready to wrap up, but I want to ask this question: If you had a bill a billboard mm. that you could put any message to get to like everybody, um, what would you put on that billboard? <laughs> I think it'd be that quote from that movie that Lizzie McGuire was in. Uh, I mean. Hillary Duff, excuse me. The Cinderella story when uh, the guitar fell off of the wall and it ripped. And then the quote said, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. That's hard. I that goes that. back to what we were saying about uh, failing. Because like, if we're being realistic, every decision that we ever make in life is made out of either fear or love. Mm-hmm. Love is what drives us to do the thing we want to do. So if you decide to do something, it's because you want to. And if you don't decide to do something, it's because you're afraid of something. You're Either afraid of something. you're afraid to fail or you don't, you just don't want something to happen. So yeah. that results in fear. You think about the negative. Yeah. The so that's just like, don't let fear stop you from taking a chance on anything. It don't matter what the fuck, chance, chance on love, chance on a fucking job, chance on putting yourself out there. Like, don't let fear get in the way because it's literally a fucking illusion. Yeah. No, I love that. That's a, that's a great one. Um, one second. 
No, you're good. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the last question I want to ask you is um, let people know where they can find you, keep up with you, um, check out your music and all that type of stuff. Uh, well, if anybody has Instagram, you could follow me. <laughs> if anybody has Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody in the world. Guys. No, you'd be surprised. There's some people that don't. No, uh, yeah, sure. Y'all can follow me on Instagram sure. uh, at Jade Omari Official, J-A-D-E Omari, O-M-A-R-I Official. Uh, my music is on all platforms iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. Um, you could just look up Jade Omari yeah. and you will find my music. For and sure. you could look me up on YouTube, videos, don't matter. Yeah. That Upside Down album is crazy. Thank you. I really It, it took with a that. lot of emotion to make that one. Yeah. I, I, dog, I'm telling you, listen to, listening to that um, took me through all the emotions, dog. And that's what, and that's what I really fucked with, man. Like, you really give me those vibes of just like, there's there's some musicians that can just tap into certain like the reason why we love certain artists over other artists is because mm-hmm. they like make us feel something other than like another the artist, norm you feel me yeah. so like i think that's why like drake became like who he was because mm-hmm. he was making very very sensitive music that like mm-hmm. no one else was making at the time right. that he, or they like, didn't word up. it the way he or did they, at least. they weren't like they couldn't word it the way he did or just like make you really tap into an emotion mm-hmm. and Literally, that's the type of vibe I got listening to your album. Like, Thank really, you. it really put me back into that <laughs> mode of like digging myself up out of heartbreak, dog. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I can't think of. I'm not trying to like put you in a local artist box, but I can't no, think fine. of another artist who like I could touch <laughs> that right. like have made me feel that way. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and I didn't know you before I listened to it, so it's like I had no reason to mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? I had no emotional connection other than just listening to the music right. and like being emotionally connected. So I really like that. Really resonated with me. So I appreciate yeah, I would that. definitely recommend everybody that's listening to this go out and listen to your music follow you on the gram and all that type of stuff and um yeah man i really appreciate you for coming through doing this i appreciate this. you for having me yeah any last things you want to sign off with uh if anybody's going through some difficult times right now especially because it's the holiday season and that seasonal depression really does kick for in sure. that's um, really a thing what's crazy that's really is. a thing i feel like everybody in my close uh, circle that mm-hmm. I've been talking to has just been going through something. I think it's easy for seasonal depression to kick in just because of the fact it's the time where everyone gets together and be with people they quote unquote mm-hmm. love and stuff like that. And there's people that don't really have that mm-hmm. and they don't want to admit that they don't have that. So they want to just put on a facade or whatever. But you like, start to feel it. Yeah, you start they to feel it feel when it. Like, people are so gathering like, and you're and not. And it also at the goes with not being honest with yourself, which is Facts. why a part of why depression is a thing because nobody wants to be honest with us because they always have to have a mask on for somebody else so if anybody out there is feeling the blues one go check out my music because i promise it'll help Mm -hmm. (laughs) it will but um it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and i know everybody says that and most of us get tired of hearing that shit because they're like when the fuck is it gonna be okay because it's not okay right now Mm -hmm. it's probably not gonna be okay tomorrow but it will be okay as long as you do not give up so just don't give up no matter how hard you think it is or how hard it may be it's not impossible man that is such a fact it's crazy dog that's such a fact because i don't know about you but i can say for myself when i was in it mm-hmm. i did not think it was gonna stop Same. You know, i did either. not think it was gonna stop until just one day i realized like damn i i 
and like months probably had to go by before I realized like, damn, like I feel different than I used to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, like I didn't think it was going to stop. And then I started like, I don't know. I don't even remember. I just started like working out more and I started like making content. And then I just started realizing like, oh, damn, I'm not coming home and like drinking every mm-hmm. day. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I get off work, right. you know what I mean? I'm not like, dog, I was like drinking, doing drugs. I was like, just like a shit show, dog. And I just wasn't after a while you know what i'm saying because like i I think my mind was occupied by other more meaningful things and slowly it was slow dog it was Mm -hmm. super slow but slowly but surely i started to like just care about what i was it's when you stop trying yeah 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 because it's like when you try to fix it and stuff you're it goes back to the fact of you're basically pretending so you try to force it try to act like i'm not sad today i'm not sad (laughs) you try to speed up the process instead of just letting it happen not knowing that letting it happen is what's actually going to make it go away. Yeah. But the more you try to force yourself to hurry up and get over it because you don't want to feel it anymore or whatever, that's what makes it stay longer because you're not allowing it to be processed the mm-hmm. proper way. Mm-hmm. You're just pushing it down. So it's like, let that shit flow. Straight up. Let it flow because it's going to flow out of you. It's not going to stay in you. Yeah. It has to go somewhere. But yeah, yeah. if you try to put that mask on, it's going to stay inside, which is why it's never going to fucking leave. Straight up. Straight up. Shit, we fucking around. Start a whole another right. episode on this topic. <laughs> Let's get out of here, man. I appreciate you, dog. I appreciate you, too. Thank you for having me, yeah. man. What's good, folks? This is Mech again. Uh, before we go, I just want to thank you again for listening to um, this episode of This A Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. Hit me up on any of the social media channels at itsnation.com. That's at itsnation.com, D-O-T-C-O-M spelled out. Hit me up there. Let me know how you felt about this. If anything in this episode resonated with you, definitely save it. Listen to it again. Um, I do that with podcasts all the time. Share this, you know what I'm saying? Let Let your homies know about it. Again, check out everything that we got on itsnation.com. And we really got a talented team putting dope content together on there. And again, if you are interested in getting your podcast off the ground or uh, chopping it up about podcast ideas, you know what I'm saying? You want your voice to be heard, anything like that, hit me up. Uh, this a podcast at gmail.com. That's this a podcast at gmail.com. And we can definitely rap about it. Uh, But again, man, thanks. I appreciate you guys for fucking with the brand.